Well, good morning. Um, it's uh, lovely to, to be here in Middiesburn and to be with my friends and family at New Beginnings. I feel very comfortable here, so much so that I was a little bit cheeky, I think, this morning, uh, because I got a text message from Graham this morning saying, Dave, if you want to take five minutes to talk about the work of the Trust, that would be great if you wanted to do that. And I had to go back to him and say, Graham, I was actually taking, planning on taking 20 minutes to talk about the, uh, the, the work of the Trust this morning. But I know I'm amongst friends, um, and that, that is... Uh, will be alright and if not you can tell me during the coffee um, but it's uh, great to be here and to be able to share a little bit about what God's been doing um, for the last six months. Things move very very quickly with the work that we're involved with uh, in Go Youth Trust um, so much so that we had a, a guy come in and do some filming with us uh, in May sat down with lots of teachers and parents and sat down with the, the staff team and was interviewing us and he's taken so long to put the video together, like he did it in May it's still not done yet, but half the stuff that we said is now out of date and we need to start and do all the recording again. But things are just moving at such a pace. And so I wanted to share with you a little bit about some of the things that are happening and also share with you some key verses uh, that God has put on our heart through this, this last um, season. The work of Go Youth Trust, I can tell you the night that it started. It started um, up in Aviemore during a youth conference uh, in January 2000 and, um, 2011. And there was a guy called Pete Gregg, who some of you might have heard of. He uh, runs 24-7 prayer ministries out of um, HTB, uh, a church in London. And he was preaching... Uh, one night on John chapter 21 and he was reading these verses from John chapter 21 that says afterward Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the sea of Galilee it happened this way Simon Peter Thomas also known as Didymus Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee the sons of Zebedee and two other disciples were together I'm going out to fish Simon Peter told them and they said we'll go with you so they went out and got into the boat but that night they caught nothing early in the morning Jesus stood on the shore but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus he called out to them friends haven't you any fish no they answered he said throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some when they did they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish then the disciples whom Jesus said to Peter who, sorry then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter it is the Lord as soon as Simon Peter heard him say it is the Lord he wrapped his outer garment around him for he had taken it off and jumped into the water the other disciples followed in the boat towing the net full of fish for they were not far away from shore about a hundred yards when they landed they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread and Jesus said to them bring some of the fish you have just caught so Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore it was full of large fish 153 but even with so many the net, the net was not torn Jesus said to them come and have breakfast none of the disciples dared ask him who are you they knew it was the Lord Jesus came, took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. The chapter goes on. After they have breakfast, Jesus turns to Peter and he says to Peter, Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, yeah, of course I love you. Then he asked him again, do you love me? And, Jesus, and Peter said, yeah, you know I love you. And a third time he said, do you love me? And Peter said, Jesus, you know everything. You know I love you. 
And Jesus gave the command to Peter to go and to feed his sheep, to take care of the church. This was Peter's mandate. And you know, when I first, well not when I first, but when I heard this uh, back in 2011 at this youth conference, the guy Pete Gregg said, someone here is being called by Jesus to go and to take care of his sheep. And that was quite a strange thing to hear. There was 200 Christian youth workers sitting in a room. Surely this was a message for each and every one of us. But, but he said that there was someone particular, particular that God was speaking to, saying it's time to take this seriously. They're going to go and you're going to feed my sheep. And for me, that was my first call into ministry. It took eight months for me to affirm that call and to decide that I was actually going to leave my job. Um, there was lots of conversations with, with church leaders and with my family and friends about what this would mean. And it was a really, really difficult time. And then at the end of the eight months, I went to another conference in Glasgow, an event called The Commissioning that used to happen at the, the I think it still happens, but it used to happen at the concert hall. And I decided that if I get a call, if I get a word at this conference specifically for me, then I'll know that it's time to go into to ministry and for an event called the commissioning there was very little commissioning done there was very little positive words about going into full time ministry or about going and serving the Lord in that way in fact the speaker who was Jeff Lucas he shouted out some of you are on the brink of disaster and I thought goodness that's me I'll go back to my day job I don't want to go into I don't want to fall into disaster but you know just as it was the event was finishing and as the final um, song was being sung it was, um, it was Stuart Townend actually that was, that was singing at this and he, he just stopped everything and he said God's just given me a word for someone here that it's time for you to go and it's time for you to do what God is calling you to do and there was very few people I had a conversation with over those eight months about this work. But one of them, my church leader, was there. And he put his hand on my shoulder as soon as those words were spoken. And I knew this is, this is it. We went back to that event and had dinner. And we went back to that event for a, for a Stuart Townend um, worship evening at the concert hall. And Jeff Lucas came back on to speak for just five minutes. Just a really quick word. And what did he speak about? John 21. And it came all the way back again. And I knew that this was time to go. I didn't know what that meant eight years ago. I had no idea. But I knew that it was time. Uh, I knew that it was time to go and to serve God. And we've seen God do amazing things over those eight years. And I keep coming back to these verses. And keep coming back to this beach scene because it tells me an awful lot about what God wants us to do as those disciples are, are coming back in from the sea, as they're coming back in from being fishing all night and having caught nothing Jesus is standing there and he says do you, do you guys have you caught anything? and they say no and he says well do you not see what I see? why don't you put your net out at the other side of the boat put your net out there and you'll catch a great load of fish Jesus knew exactly where the fish was he knew exactly what had to be done to catch this great uh, net this great load of fish he knew what had to be done and he said to his disciples don't you see what I see just, just put your net out here this is where you need to be and if you do this you'll catch fish and you know for us at Go Youth Trust we're constantly looking and asking Jesus to tell us what he sees Looking and constantly telling us to tell, to tell us where do we put our nets. Because we know that Jesus wants us to catch a great haul. 
He, we know that the greatest thing that, pe- that we can do for people is to see them one for Jesus and one for the Lord. So we are constantly asking Jesus, where are we supposed to be working? What are we supposed to be doing? Running a ministry, that is the hardest uh, that is the hardest thing that you have to figure out. Where is it God wants you to be? How is it that he wants you to be serving? Where does he want you to be um, looking? And so we're constantly asking this question. And you know, when we see the need, and when God tells us where we want to be, there's always a great fear. How do we resource that? How do we go and actually do this work? The disciples, when they put their net over and they saw the great, the great catch, they knew exactly who was standing on the shore. They knew it was the Lord because only the Lord could help them to catch this fish in this way. Do you know these disciples um, who gave their life to fishing for three and a half years, do you know how many fish they caught without Jesus' help? Zero. They didn't catch any fish for those three and a half years unless Jesus was there telling them where to fish, telling them where to go and showing them how to do it. This was the Lord. This was the one who was in control of everything. They knew it was the Lord. And when you know that it's the Lord that you serve, when you know that it's the Lord that you live for, then you have a confidence in your life because you know that he will provide what needs to be provided. He's already given us everything that we need by providing us with our salvation. By bringing us into a relationship with him, Jesus has given us everything that we need. He is Lord over creation, he is Lord over salvation, and he should be Lord over every single part of our lives as well. They knew it was the Lord, and so they had confidence to go and to um, do as he said. And for us, that's what we're constantly trying to do at Go Youth Trust. Going where Jesus wants us to go and serving in his power, knowing that we serve the one who is the Lord. And so our, we, we kind of work like schools work. Um, the beginning of our year is, is now. September is the beginning of our year. And it takes us to, um, to June. And then we move into our summer programs. So and we talk about a year at Go Youth Trust. We're kind of talking about a school year. Uh, so 2017 to 2018 is our last um, complete year. And what a year it's been. We've spoken many times about the centre that God has provided for us here. Uh, this is back in February, March of this, of, of this year when God was pulling together this, this youth centre which he uh, provided for us for the measly, measly sum of one pound uh, we bought this building for. And then God provided £140,000 from Historic Scotland to put all of these uh, scaffolding up and to replace all of our windows and do our roof and our, our walls and everything else and God provided this youth centre for us uh, at, the, uh, at the beginning of this year it was opened by this chap here the Lord Lieutenant um, who is quite a snappy dresser you can see there he's got his six foot um, letter opener that he carries around with him maybe a sword but um, I, I didn't like to think of that I thought it was better as a, as a letter opener and our, our youth centre is now open it opened in eight, uh, eight, March of this year and we've got our, our drop-in facilities here with a little cafe area, couches and pool tables. And we have our conference room as well. Uh, and all of the outdoor work has been done so that we have this beautiful building that God has provided for us. He also provided a minibus for us this year, which is absolutely fantastic. And it's opened so many avenues to taking young people who have never left Falkirk or Grangemouth or wherever it is that they're coming from. They've never left that town. 
Um, and so it's given us opportunities throughout this summer to do events like going to Loch Lomond and going on speedboats and wakeboarding and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and canoeing and kayaking, uh, doing great events like that. And then really simple things as well, such as going to St Andrews and having a day on the beach. And for the young people that we work with, that is just like being abroad. That's like being at the other side of the world. I took a young person from uh, Grangemouth to Earth um, a few months ago to go to a driving range. I don't know if you know the distance there. It's about four miles um, from Grangemouth to Earth. And we were halfway there, two miles along. And he was pointing out the window saying, is that Glasgow? Never been outside Grangemouth before. Saw the water, and I've never seen water before. Grangemouth is on the water, but because of the refinery and the docks, you don't really get to see it. But he'd never seen water before. So this minibus allows us to do so many, so much, to take the young people and give them so many more experiences that otherwise they perhaps would not get. You know, but this year we knew that the work was going to grow substantially. And again, we wanted to know where God wanted us to be, where the fish were, where we should be putting down our nets. And every sort of season in the ministry, there's different verses that speak to us. And for, for this year, it's Jeremiah chapter 29 that's really spoken to us, where we read, But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. You know, that verse tells us that wherever God places us, there's going to be need that needs to be met. And God wants us to recognize the need around about us and to meet it. Because by doing that, we will show God's love. We'll show people that there's people who love them and care for them. And by showing them that, they will see that the person who ultimately cares for them is Christ. And they will see what Christ has done for them. So we were passionate about finding out, okay, what is the need in our city, uh, in Falkirk and the surrounding area? And so we looked at the statistics um, around about Falkirk. And in Falkirk, there are 24 postcodes that are in high deprivation, 24 areas uh, across the Falkirk um, council area that are in real need. And we were surprised to learn that we were already working in 17 of those 24 um, areas. God was clearly calling us, uh, had already called us into these areas and we just didn't know it. Three and a half thousand young people live in these 17 zones. 27% of them are income deprived. 25.5% are employment deprived. 25.5% are prescribed drugs for anxiety, depression or psychosis. School attendance is 71% and 16% of 16 to 19 year olds are not in education, employment or training in these communities. They're not doing anything productive with their life. And 2%, only 2% of 17 to 21 year olds are in full time education. And so we saw that this is the situation that many young people and families are finding themselves in the areas that we are working with. How does the support that we offer them serve that need? How are we serving the city? How are we um, serving that area? And we were quite, when we sat down and thought about it, we were pleased to, to realise that actually we were doing quite a lot of work already in these areas. Through the work of the ARC, which you know well, um, here in Middiesburn, working with 7 to 11 year olds, we have a whole host of work going on where we're growing aspirations, faith and values for 7 to 11 year olds. We would work with on average 250 young people a week uh, who are 7 to 11 years old. And we do that over six locations, Moody'sburn being one of them, Bishop Briggs being another, but the other four being based in Falkirk. 
throughout that work we've got 53 volunteers serving every week some of you guys are here you're in that number um and through that also we run six holiday clubs. Holiday clubs being a big part of the work that, that, that happens over the summer. And we had an amazing holiday club here in Moodysburn, but also in the other locations throughout central Scotland. We had 350 children come to our holiday clubs uh, this summer. Uh, 150 parents coming along to prize givings as well. There's a huge amount of work going into holiday clubs and young people coming um, all the way through primary, from primary one through to primary seven and learning about God's love for them and as a result of our holiday clubs this year we're seeing more young people coming to the ark um, in our first couple of weeks which is fantastic and we've even started a new ark out of um, out of the holiday club there's one that runs in Falkirk in a primary school and we just and uh, the, the numbers were, were very low. We would get maybe around four to seven children coming along every week. And so we were told we couldn't run our holiday club within the school because it was getting done up over the summer period. So we had to find another area. So we went and we found a community centre and decided that we would run the holiday club there instead. And we opened the doors and 35 young people came in on the first day. And at the end of the week, on the Thursday afternoon, we had about 40 young people plus their dozen or so brothers or sisters and another 15 parents uh, sitting and listening. And all the parents came back to us and said, we really need something like this every week. Can, they not, can you not have something on every week for them to come to? And we thought, well, we have an ark, but it's in a school, and actually it's quite difficult to get people from other schools to come into this, to this after-school clubs. And so we went to the church and said, we really want to move this um, to the community centre. One of the mothers came up to me at the end of the week and said, as well and said, if church was like this every Sunday, you'd have no problem packing out your church. Um, which was a fantastic thing to hear. And so we went to this church and we said, we really think we should move it. And churches are really difficult to get them to change. I don't know if you've noticed this, uh, but churches quite like to keep things the way they are. And so we really sat down with this church, this church leader team and prayed over the summer that we really want this to move. And then as we started um, this, the school year again, the church at the last minute decided, okay, we're going to move. So it starts for the first time on Wednesday. Already we've got a dozen uh, ref, uh, consent forms in and we expect to see many, many more young people coming to this, this arc as a result of the holiday club work as well. So we're seeing fruit all the time uh, from our summer efforts. We have, we're working in three school chaplaincy teams, uh, taking assemblies monthly um, and doing pastoral support within the school. It's not a big part of the work that we do, but certainly um, we do that. And then also we run our community uh, mentoring and befriending. So we put one-to-one -one coaches into schools um, to do mentoring. And we have coaches uh, out in communities as well, befriending young people who are referred to us via schools or social work or by parents themselves. And we work with 8 to 14-year-olds going out and doing that work for an hour to two hours a week with each young person. And there we're focusing on supporting emotional uh, well-being. 
just the, the, just working with, with one young person and the difference that you can make just by going to a coffee shop and playing a game of Uno with a young person for, for half an hour and then having a chat with them about how life is going is absolutely amazing. This young person that you can't see, his name's Owen um, and Owen's mother referred him to the programme and so I started working with Owen for an hour, an hour and a half a week, going to the coffee shop um, and, and playing games and having conversations with him and Owen has no church connection at all, neither does his mother or his brother or anyone in the family. Um, in fact, when they found out we were a Christian project, mum was a bit hesitant and was actually thinking about pulling uh, Owen from the, from the programme. Even though we don't preach the gospel or, or pray with the young people during these sessions, but just because of who we are and our motivation, she was a little bit weary. And so we worked for, with Owen for, for nine months, and at the end of those nine months we said, summer camp's coming. And he's seen lots of pictures around the youth centre and heard lots of stories about, about the camp. And we said, summer camp's coming. You know, it'd be great if you would come. And he said, I don't think my mum will let me. So we'll go and we'll speak to mum. So we went and we sat with mum as we dropped her off. And we said, this is, this is coming up in the summer. It'd be great for Owen. All of these different things that he's struggling with around um, being around other young people and around, um, yeah, just all of his other challenges. Camp would be a, a, a great um, a great, a, a great thing for him and so she said let me think about it which normally speaking to parents means it's not happening but then the next morning mum picked up the phone and phoned me and said Owen wants to come to camp and so does his brother and so Owen and his older brother came to camp and heard the gospel for the first time and, um, and had a tremendous time uh, uh, with a camp that we're going to talk about um, as we go on. So just now we have 25 young people that we work with one-to-one and 22 volunteer coaches uh, supporting that work. And in the next school year we expect that to grow significantly. We expect to be in seven primary schools, three secondary schools and working with 35 young people this school year. And by the end of 2019 our target is to have 45 young people um, that are being supported by one-to-one coaching. So pray for that work. They're big numbers. Um, I used to run a mentoring program uh, which it was my full time job to run, it only had 20 young people on it, um, so this is huge in comparison to other mentoring programs and we really want to see it growing because this is the way that we're seeing more and more people coming into the church uh, and engaging uh, with the wider work that we're doing um, through serving young people one to one this is one of the weekends that we, that we had this year for families that we're working with. We took four families away. We were on two family weekends um, a year. And we've seen huge, huge um, growth through our family weekends, particularly this year. When we first started with them, we couldn't, we couldn't convince parents to come away with us for love nor money. They would not come away. They would send their children to stuff, but actually parents themselves, not a chance. They're not coming. They don't want... To feel, they don't want to seem like they need support um, and actually they don't want to leave their, their homes for a weekend either and so we've had five years of family weekends and this is the first year that we've really seen families starting to engage and come along this is the first year that we've had more unchurched families come to our families weekends than church families as well we had one small one up at Loch Tay um, at our, our Dronig which is an Abernethy centre and we took three families from Falkirk away to that um, all families that are being coached by a TLG, um, by, by, by um, yeah, the TLG program that we used to run, and so we took these three families away, and all of them were very hesitant about coming away as a family, um, and also coming away and, and, and having Bible times uh, with them 
as well. And at the end of the weekend, we said, look, we're not sure how you guys have enjoyed this, but if you wanted to do it again, we have another family's weekend. And every single hand shot up and said, we want to come to your next family's weekend, which was four weeks later. Um, and actually, we were full, uh, which maybe wasn't wise to invite them. So we had to go and shove, shuffle an awful lot of rooms to fit them in. But they did. They came, and they had two family weekends uh, with us. Out of those um, three families that came, one of them was the mum was a nominal Christian, went to Church of Scotland and had been away from Church of Scotland for five years. After the second family's weekend, she decided she needed to go back. And so her and her family have been at church every single Sunday since then. Um, still nominal Christians, still need a work of salvation to be done in their lives, but still they're going and they're hearing the gospel. Uh, another family where the mum and dad said, I'm fine for my kids to come and, and to hear this stuff, but it's not for me. Since the family's weekend, they've come to every single message church that we've, we've run, a family of seven uh, coming along every single uh, time that we run a messy church as well. And then another family, uh, a, a mother and her partner and their three children uh, came along to the weekend uh, as well. They now have weekly Bible studies happening in their house with people from the church coming and meeting with them. Both the, the mother and the oldest son got saved at the Will Graham event um, in Falkirk uh, in June and they're now weekly attending church as well we're seeing amazing things happening you know two years ago we thought maybe we'll stop the families weekends because it's really hard to get parents to come and we're so glad that we kept on going but you know Jesus said this is where you want to put your net this is where you need to be serving this is where you need to be fishing and it's taken time but we're still continuing to see um, fruit coming from that so we run family support uh, as well with all of the young people that we work with, getting alongside through our, our home visits and other one-to-one -one support and then signposting young people to other services and parents to other services and offering respite to families as well by taking young people away for weekends and for the summer camp. And this is something we did at Christmas with our Christmas hampers, which many of you guys contributed to and we're so thankful for. We sent um, dozens of, of hampers out into the communities um, if you added up the value of all of these hampers, it came to quite a sum that we were putting out into, into families at, at Christmas time. And when we were interviewing teachers for our, for our videos uh, in May, one of the things that they said was that parents were coming and saying that these hampers made their Christmas. This was the, the best thing that they can think about at Christmas time. So we're doing that again. So if you want to be preparing and thinking, if you see anything nice, you think, well, that would be nice for a hamper, please get it for us and, and, and pass on um, because we would love to be able to put even more hampers out into the community this Christmas time. So that's just our work with 7 to 11 year olds. We go up to 25 uh, year olds. Um, so um, you can imagine how much work we're doing. With 11 to 16 year olds, we run a program called Catalyst, um, which again has our one-to-one -one coaching. But we're now opening up our youth centre for drop-ins, so that there's three drop-ins starting every week, starting this week. Uh, so Monday night is an, an evening just for girls. One of the things that the schools are saying to us is that young girls are having such issues with anxiety at the moment that's leading them to not attending school and so they've asked us to put on a, a provision for them working in the school and also in the community to be able to work with girls who are struggling with, with anxiety issues and then on Tuesdays we have a junior drop-in and a senior drop-in as well. That's all brand new and we really cover your prayers um, for that work. And then we're starting to do youth work provision in two local high schools as well. We've done all of this work for years. We've done very little in high schools um, because we're so busy with 7 to 11 year olds 
roads and we're starting to see schools come to us and ask for us to come in and to deliver projects which is fantastic as well. One of the biggest things that we've ever done with, with teenagers is our summer camp. Last year we had 37 kids come to camp, this year we had 62. Um, out of those 62 kids, 54 would be unchurched. So, so eight of them would come to church maybe every week, the rest wouldn't come at all. Um, and it was called the Connected Summer Camp. We looked at social media over the week uh, and thought about um, different hashtags and what they meant um, in society and what they meant um, in terms of the gospel um, as well. And we started the week asking if Jesus was, your, was on Facebook, what would he be to you? Would he be your friend or would he not be your friend or would he be it's complicated? And about 90% of the young people on day one said, it's either complicated or he's not, our, he's not my friend. Towards the, on the last day of the week, 100% had moved to either it's complicated or he's my friend, with lots of them moving to he's my friend, which for the young people that we work with is a huge step. Unfortunately, camp success is normally talked about in terms of conversion and young people who make professions. For the young people we work with, they are so far away from making a profession that to think about it happening over five days is a little bit crazy. So we need to look for what the other steps are towards young people coming to faith, and we're seeing that more and more, which is fantastic. We had lots of um, camp sponsors this week, as, this year as well, which was fantastic, uh, because uh, camp is something that's very expensive for us uh, to run. Uh, with all of our residentials that we run and camp, summer camp and winter camp, we spend about £27,000 a year bringing young people uh, out onto residentials and events like this. And we think, that that's, we think that that's good because it's where we see more young people coming to faith and people taking significant steps towards Jesus. It happens when they're out and away from their homes and away from their communities. But we raise around £20,000 um, to, to do that every single year. So we'd ask you for your prayers because this is a big part of the work uh, that we do in order to, to make that happen. Finally, with my last two minutes, let me tell you about a new programme that's starting in two weeks' time uh, and a new partnership between ourselves and Prince's Trust, uh, which may seem a little bit odd that we are partnering with Prince's Trust uh, because you would be right in saying that they're not a Christian organisation. Um, Prince Charles, you know, the, the, the head of this organisation, his mother would say that she was the defender of the faith. Prince Charles says he is the defender of the faiths. Um, so it's a very different um, approach between mother and son. Um, but we have decided to partner with Prince's Trust in order to run something called a team programme. So this is working with 16 to 25 year olds, particularly young people who are not in education, employment or training and they come into our youth centre and they work with us for 12 weeks and we give them long term support into positive destinations. And they come into our youth centre and for three months they're living and working in a Christian community. And we really believe that that will have an impact in the lives of these young people. That as they spend time with Christian youth workers and Christian volunteers, we think that that will, will speak to them. And we've seen this with other Christian organisations running Prince's Trust, that we see young people coming to faith just by doing life with them. Which is what Paul said uh, to the church in Th Thessalonians, I, I, I think, um, where he said, we were, we were pleased not just to share the gospel with you, but our lives also. And for three months we're bringing these young people in and we're sharing our life uh, with them. And we're really praying that that's going to have an impact. But you know, there's another reason why we were keen uh, to work with Prince's Trust. And it's because when we looked at the city, like we talked about before, and we saw what the need was, where 27% are income deprived, one quarter are employment deprived, 
one quarter suffering with um, drugs for anxiety, 71% school attendance, 16% of young people are, are neat, only 2% going into college or university. This was something that we thought young people really needed, and so we've put a lot of work into place to make this, this happen. So those are the, the three different strands of our work, uh, 7 to 11, 11 to 16, and 16 to 25 year olds. And we'd ask you to pray for our work going forward. We'd ask you to pray particularly for our finances. Uh, this is what our uh, finances have looked like for the last five years. Uh, we had a turnover of £4,000 um, four years ago. Uh, next year it's, it's more like 180000 So that's a little graph showing that. And interestingly enough, this is another graph that shows my hair loss uh, for the last six years. Um, they are definitely related um, and so we'd ask you to pray um, for that. We're having a fundraising and awards dinner in November which if you would like to come along and support us via that you'll be more than welcome we're really looking forward to it. It's on the 3rd of November um, and we have a three course dinner, a drinks reception, a silent auction um, a Kaylee band and some other special surprises as well so we'll hand out some leaflets to you for that uh, in the next couple of weeks and if you would love to come uh, we would love to to have you. So we'd ask you to keep on praying for, for that. Uh, for our staff team as well, our growing staff team, we have a, a new youth worker, Annabelle, start with us in August. She's going to be here every week, so please make her feel, feel welcome uh, as she comes and learns the ropes via the ark at Middysburn here. Um, so Hannah, Annabelle, myself and Cheryl, please be praying for that. Praying for protection of our vision and mission. I've been involved in so many Christian charities that over the years lose their Christian mission and lose the vision of what it is they're trying to do and what's the core of their, um, of their belief and the core of their purpose, we'd ask you to pray that we don't lose that because it happens very slowly and gradually. Um, and so pray for myself and for our leaders, uh, for Graham as a trustee of Go Youth Trust as well, and for others uh, that we would call true to that. Uh, we would pray for young people and parents making significant steps towards Christ uh, and for God's direction and leading uh, with our leadership. So that is the work of Go Youth Trust. I hope that's been helpful uh, and encouraging for you uh, this morning. Uh, we know that you pray so much for us here and we know that you support us so well. We thought it was really important just to, to take some time and to share everything uh, that God is doing here in Moody'sburn with Go Youth Trust but also across, across central Scotland. Um, so let me just pray and we'll hand that oh, back to Graham. Father, we thank you for uh, the partnership here between Go Youth Trust and New Beginnings Church. We thank you for the many young people who have come into this place over the last few years and parents too and heard the gospel. Father, we continue to pray for every single word that the Holy Spirit has spoken in this place. Father, we pr continue to pray for every single life that has been touched uh, through your word and through your spirit. And we continue to pray for fruit, Lord, that we would see young people and families making significant steps towards you. We pray for Hannah and Annabelle this year as they take the lead on the ark in this space Father that they would be uh, supporting volunteers well, preaching the gospel clearly Father and that they would be building real relationships with young people and families in this space. Father we thank you for the gospel. Father we thank you Lord that today is still the day of salvation. Father there is such a work for us to do. Help us to see clearly where to put our nets Father help us to see where you would want us to have our heart and Father we pray Lord that your spirit would just do a work in this place that we would be able to sit and speak so much so often and so clearly about how you are at work father we pray this in jesus name amen